You're listening to Spice Radio 1200 AM's The Morning Buzz, and we are speaking to Charlie Smith, the editor of Vancouver. Charlie, how are you this morning? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm Karen. I'm doing awesome too, Charlie. I have to say this November has been very sunny and beautiful, so I can't help but be in a good mood. But Charlie, we have so much to cover this morning. First off, one of the stories that a lot of people are talking about is how there were pro-Palestinian demonstrators that made their presence known to Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau at a restaurant in Vancouver earlier this week. And I just wanted to ask you, Charlie, you know, in a crisis like this, what power, what role does Canada have? What can Canada do in situations like this? Well, I think all, all we can do is be a middle power and uh, use moral suasion. Um, there's not, uh, we're not on the Security Council, and even if we were, you've got great powers there that uh, all have veto vetoes. So, you know, China or the United States will, will veto anything that might be directed against an ally. Um, we do have, uh, you know, a very articulate ambassador to the UN, uh, Bob Ray, former leader of the Liberal Party of Canada. Um, we have permanent missions in, like, to the United Nations in Geneva, and uh, Environmental Program, International Organization uh, in Vienna, and all these things. Um, but at the end of the day, with the situation in Israel, because Hamas attacked Israel, um, you know, unprovoked, that uh, it can invoke in international law the right to self-defense. The question becomes, um, in terms of proportionality and all these things, which become very legal, uh, to what degree are they engaged in self-defense and um, have they overstepped that and committed war crimes? Um, It's not really a role for Canada to make a decision, but I think with, with the Prime Minister, he's facing intense pressure. Uh, The Liberals are down in the polls. Um, The problem he's facing is a lot of the most intense calls for ceasefires are in urban areas and suburban areas, and these are areas that are also um, represented by Liberal MPs, including Justin Trudeau in Papineau, Quebec, where he has a significant Muslim population in his own Riding, so he's kind of in this very uh, tough situation because uh, there's the political pressure for him to do do something, but he doesn't actually have the authority to to really um, get anything done. I think the government has actually done a good job in terms of getting people out of Israel, and they've tried their best in Gaza uh, with some success. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, he, he basically was urging Israel to show maximum restraint, and then he got blowback from the Jewish community and from the government of Israel. Uh, so I think he's kind of flailing around here, to yeah. be, be frank. He's in a very tough spot from the sounds of it, Charlie. Um, now I want to move to another story because this one really surprised me. Now, Mike Farnworth, Minister of Public Safety and Solicitor General, says that all members of the Surrey Police Board have been suspended and he has appointed former Abbotsford Chief Constable Mike Sayre as administrator. Now, what does this mean, Charlie? You know, for him to remove all the members, what, what are the next steps going to be here? Well, basically, it's similar to when... Um, Christy Clark, I think, fired the school board in Vancouver, 
appointed an administrator. And when when these things happen, uh, it's a little different in that the police board isn't elected, whereas the school board is elected. Um, but at the same time, it's a way of taking away uh, the city's, um, you know, having a bigger say with the mayor's chair of the board, and that's the whole system of police boards were set up to have this co-management between um, the province with its appointees on the board and then a smaller number of municipal appointees, but the mayor being allowed to be the chair. So Farnworth has basically said, without saying it, I can't work with the city of Surrey, so we're going to put this administrator in. He's an interesting choice, um, Mike Sarah, because he was a longtime police officer in Vancouver. He went to Abbotsford, rose up to become the chief. When they had that massive flooding in Abbotsford, um, his officers and his police force did an outstanding job. Nobody died, which is quite incredible when you think of what happened with that atmospheric river. They were going out on boats and rescuing people. I think the other thing that's interesting about him as the choice is as a chief in Abbotsford, he's had a lot of experience um, dealing with the South Asian community because Abbotsford has a large South Asian community. And so now with him as the administrator for the Surrey Police Board, at least he's going to come in with some literacy and understanding in that area. And um, But at the same time, uh, and I also think uh, within the South Asian community, there's a significant number of people who would actually like to see the Surrey Police Service um, thrive. And uh, that the flip side, and what Mayor Locke is always talking about, is the cost and saying we can't afford it. Um, Mike Sarah is a very articulate speaker. If you get him on your show, you'll be... <laughs> he's one of the best, kind of the smoothest talking police officers in the country. So I think it was actually a good choice if uh, Farnworth decided that he was going down this road. Yeah, and do you think that this will then speed up the process? Because like you said, it still seems like Brenda Locke is very determined to fight this. Yeah, she is, but she's also going to have a a serious adversary in in Mike Sarah, in that here's a guy with a lot of experience with media relations. Um, He comes across very well on TV and on radio, uh, he 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 knows what he's talking about, um, and and he has a great deal of policing experience. So uh, it is. Uh, I think Brent a lot um, will. You see, the problem that that Farnworth is facing too, um, and Karen is. This could be a big politi- big issue in the in the provincial election, which is all, all less than a year away right now. So. So Farnworth and the NDP MLAs in Surrey, including cabinet ministers, they've got the mayor constantly criticizing the provincial government, whether it's over portables in Surrey, whether it's policing in Surrey. And I think what Farnworth has basically done is put in someone who's a very, very good speaker and and quite capable with media relations um, and policing, who will be there to respond when the mayor does his thing, and then Farnworth won't necessarily have to always be dealing with this issue, and it won't always be personalized to him or to the NDP government. 
Mm. I do look forward to seeing, you know, whether this does have an impact on the provincial election. So only time will tell there. Now, Charlie, this final story, I got a little bit excited about it. I think so did many other Canadians. Uh, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver earlier this week spoke openly about potentially bringing an NBA team to Vancouver or Montreal on Monday. So, Charlie, do you think we can bring back a basketball team to Vancouver? Obviously, I'm biased. Yeah, I think we can. I think uh, I don't. I think Vancouver's a, a great location in terms of um, you know we've got everything going for us in terms of the facilities. Um, we just had a bad team in the nineteen nineties, and then they moved a bad draft pick, and uh, Brian Reeves was chosen first, and he didn't pan out. Um, and big country as the as the center. And uh, and the team didn't do very well, and Vancouver wasn't what it is today, and 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 then it it moved uh, to Memphis. But but I do think the success of the Toronto Raptors has the NBA saying we can really uh, do well in Canada. Um, the only challenge that a Vancouver team would face is this low Canadian dollar because they have to pay the players in U.S. salaries. The Canucks have that problem, but. On the upside, the Canucks are, are are flying this year, and they're doing very well. But but that's one challenge because you have you have to the payroll costs aren't as high. I don't think for an NBA franchise because you have only twelve players as say you know a, a football team in the NFL, for instance. But it is um, I think there's a real possibility, and that's quite exciting. I say fingers crossed because I believe that we do need a second chance. Like you said, I think it came down to the Grizzlies didn't have great players versus the Toronto Raptors back in the 90s. They had a player like Vince Carter, right? Yeah, Vince Carter was doing just amazing things and it lit up the city. Totally. And we needed our Vince Carter here. We didn't get it. But Charlie, like I was telling you, you got to watch the documentary of uh, the Grizzly Truth because it really goes into the details as to, you know, what went wrong with the Grizzlies here in our city. And it gives a full on explanation. It's fascinating. So I highly recommend for folks to check that out this weekend. Charlie, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure, Mike. Take care. You too.